Well, the virus has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. But you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome. It's Monday, 29 August, in the year of our Lord, 2022. You're in the war room. Uh, we got a lot going on today. Uh, I want to start with my favorite topic. Mar Mar Lago. Mike Davis joins us. And Mike, thank you so much for doing this. We're going to Boris join us in a second. Mike, I say that with the kind of an eye roll for the simple reason is that there's so many massive issues going on in this country right now. You and I talked earlier, the economy, uh, the debt that's up, the 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 the, uh, the balance sheet of the Federal Reserve, the $30 trillion of face amount of debt, these, these massively important uh, midterm elections that are coming up. And yet we're, we're mired in arguing about, and I think you framed it the best. This is a dispute. This is a library dispute over like an overdue book, the, the equivalent overdue book between the, you know, the, the a secretary for the administrative state, the, the librarian for the administrative state, which is the National Archives and others. Um, walk me through you too, because today they're all blown up. You know, Trump's got to be indicted. This is a major case. They got the, the spies are, you know, spies are are, um, are in jeopardy. Of course, they also said the special master is not needed because we've already inventoried everything. Get us up to speed on on what you believe is the latest state of play, sir. So remember, in 2020, they wouldn't, the FBI would not even look at Hunter Biden's laptop with clear evidence of foreign corruption and other crimes because the FBI said it would be it would be uh, election interference. Here we are, 90 days out from the midterm elections, and they're doing this unprecedented, unnecessary, and unlawful home raid, for, like you said, Steve, for overdue library books is essentially what this has come down to. Fortunately, this magistrate, or excuse me, there's a district court judge in the Southern District of Florida, Aileen Cannon, uh, who has said that she, on Saturday, she, she put out a, a ruling that she's tentatively inclined to grant President Trump's request to appoint a special special master in this matter that is a very good sign that what that means to me is this uh this district court judge uh does not have confidence that the biden justice department including the corrupt counter espionage unit within the national security division along with the the corrupt counter espionage unit within the fbi are going to be able to handle these records as honest brokers and so this judge is inclined to appoint a special master to get to the bottom of this. I think the uh, President Trump and his legal team should and will go on offense and they should update and amend their Rule 41G uh, motion to get back all of these records that, that the Biden uh, administration raided from Mar-a-Lago and tee up the legal argument that we've been talking about for uh, several weeks now, including the president has the constitutional power 
to declassify anything he wants. He has the statutory power to make any presidential record personal. And therefore, it's not even possible that he could have investigated or he, that he could have obstructed investigations into non-crimes. The Presidential uh, Records Act expressly contemplates that presidents have classified materials in the, the office of the former president. And Congress gives former presidents uh, staff with security clearances for the former president and staff, secure office space or SCIFs and Secret Service protections. This is starting to blow up on the Biden Justice Department, the Biden administration. And let's see how desperate they get here because these crossfire hurricane records, these Russian collusion records that they are, clearly that was the reason they went in to, to do this home raid as was reported by Newsweek, uh, by Bill Arkin at Newsweek a couple weeks ago. Let's see how desperate the Biden regime gets here. So, so, you know, the New York Times thing was yesterday. Maggie Haberman had a huge piece and and they they go through your arguments and they were talking about, you know, Trump's legal teams needs to come together and he needs a couple of quarterbacks or whatever. But they in that whole piece, they they tee up a lot of your arguments and they kind of dismiss them out of hand. And they also do this on MSNBC and CNN all night long. Like, you know, he they, they he doesn't have there's all sorts of procedures to go through to declassify that these are not presidential records that given the long time that he was actually going back and forth that uh, in fact, it talks about Evan Corcoran's uh, letter, I think, in May to the Justice Department. Uh, wh- what do you say to these people? I mean, are they gaslighting the American people because they never really address the legality of it, but they just kind of dismiss the counter arguments or the arguments from the Trump people saying that, hey, there's a whole pattern of uh, judicial decisions. There's all types of precedent uh, on both uh, form and substance of how this has been done in the past. Uh, and but these uh, but on MSNBC, New York Times, they just dismisses out of hand into the fact that the New York Times actually advocated strongly the other day that the president be criminally indicted. That's just complete nonsense. These liberal uh, apologists for the Biden regime should go read uh, a 1988 Supreme Court case called the Department of the Navy versus Egan. They should read a 2012 uh, decision in the D.C. District Court by an Obama judge related to eight years of audio tapes and Bill Clinton's sock drawer. They should read the uh, OLC opinion related to the Mueller investigation about how president how it's illegally impossible for a president to obstruct justice for these non-crimes. They should actually go read the law. Uh, you know, I. I, I bet I will bet them anything that a Supreme Court will side with what I'm saying. And that is precisely why I think that the uh, Merrick Garland, who said he deliberated four weeks before he ordered this home raid, that he didn't walk down the hall at the Justice Department and go to the Office of Legal Counsel or OLC and get an opinion on the legality of this home raid, because he almost certainly would not have liked what they told him because there is a Supreme Court decision directly on point. And what I'm saying, and I've been saying since uh, since August 8th, whenever this home raid occurred, is, is the president is has the uh, constitutional power as commander-in-chief to declassify anything he wants for any reason he wants. He doesn't need any bureaucrat's permission. And a good example of this was March 2012 when Bill Clinton got caught on the hot mic with the Russian president divulging our most classified nuclear information, saying that that Obama would have more negotiating room after the November uh, 2012 presidential election eight years later. That is the most classified material President Obama could have 
uh, conveyed to our enemy, and it was nuclear or nuclear information, and he wasn't charged with espionage. There wasn't a home raid because he's the president of the United States. He doesn't need to take off labels or get a bureaucrat's permission. He just did it through his actions, and so could Trump. Trump actually did the Russian uh, collusion crossed by a hurricane uh, declassification the right way. He did it through a declassification memo on January 19th, 2021, before he left office. It's the bureaucrats of the Justice Department and the National Archives dragged their feet and never made it public. Let's go to, we have Boris Epstein now. Boris, can you get us updated? I understand what's been going on today. Steve. Steve, honor to be yes, with sir. you. Big day, important day. Uh, and, you know, a, really a ton going on. So let's start at the beginning. First of all, you, you had the DOJ make this you know, interesting filing, really more of a notice to the judge. And, and they say, oh, well, you know, we're already done with the filter team, judge. There's no need for a master. We're already done. Everything's, everything's completed. Well, what do you mean you're done? You know, the, the president uh, and his team haven't heard anything from the filter team. They haven't heard from the DOJ regarding attorney-client privilege documents, regarding executive privilege documents, which the DOJ uh, did not even mention in this supplemental filing that they did today. Let's keep in mind the, oh, the order of battle here. The judge, having made that amazing, thunderous ruling on Saturday, which was really you know, big news uh, in, this, in this process, the judge having made that ruling on, on Saturday and putting the DOJ in, in, a, in a pretty significant way on the back foot and saying, I'm, in, I'm inclined to, uh, to, to allow for the special master and want the DOJ to provide under seal a more substantial uh, inventory you know, after that happened Saturday, it's really it, it, the ball is already in the DOJ's court, and they were supposed to tomorrow to file a response. And what's interesting is that the you know the caption of this case is President Trump is the plaintiff, the DOJ is the defendant, right? So the DOJ is the defendant is supposed to file their answer tomorrow. They rushed and filed something today to tell the judge, oh no no, don't worry about it, we already finished. And by the way, we've sent the documents to the office of the director of national intelligence as if somehow that obviates the need for a special master when it does the opposite. We don't have no idea what's in the documents. President Trump has, you know, hasn't been able to be briefed on what was taken, what was left, what was the process. Remember, his attorneys were forced to wait outside and were not, were not allowed to observe, to observe the raid. So Tomorrow, now, the government is going to put forth their actual response, let alone this intermediate half-step they took today. Tomorrow, they're going to put forth their actual response. And then from, the, from there, the president and his counsel are going to put, on, put in a reply to that. And then you've got the hearing on Thursday. So this is a robust week. It's a big week with a lot going on. The bottom line being that Judge Eileen Cannon in the Southern District of Florida has now put the onus on the DOJ to explain what happened through this process, meaning, you know, vis-a-vis -vis the, the, the affidavit, but further the inventory, how the inventory was put together and what's really in the inventory in terms of what was taken during the raid. And the DOJ has to reply why there should not be a special master in this case, a special master being judicial oversight over all the property that was taken, how it was taken, and most importantly, pursuant to what statutes it was taken, the only statute applying to President Trump being the Presidential Records Act, which he has been in full compliance with and has consistently been in full cooperation with the Department of Justice and all other applicable agencies. You know, I just asked Mike a, a second ago, you've had all these articles, you know, you had the New York Times article, and if you watch, if you monitor as we do MSNBC or CNN, they continue to go on. 
you know, people like Mike Davis continue to cite uh, precedent regarding, you know, the case against the Navy, you know, whether it's the, the president's ability to declassify anything or it's all this, uh, you know, the, the, the structural issues regarding what is presidential material and how the president can deem what's presidential material and not. Why does it seem like uh, the, the left just they in dismissing it at hand, they never really come back and actually address any things that Mike keeps talking about. Mike keeps citing precedent. Mike keeps talking about this, but you never see that. You never see that. Uh, you never see the pushback come back on those specific details. The reason, Steve, is because the other side doesn't have an argument. They, they know that the Presidential Records Act, which President Trump has been in full compliance with, does not have a, an enforcement mechanism. And what they did, what we know from, from the limited amount of the affidavit we've seen, is that they took the PRA, the Presidential Records Act, and they tried to bolt onto it, they bolt onto it, enforcement mechanisms from these other statutes, which simply do not apply. And they've got another huge problem, which is the Fourth Amendment. This, is, this was an overbroad warrant which is a general warrant, which, as you know, you know very well, Steve, is completely unconstitutional under the Fourth Amendment. There's a reason that the Fourth Amendment is there, and it's because the British used to issue these, you know, the king would issue these general warrants, and, and the Brits would go into the houses and, of, of the folks in the colonies and just take anything they wanted. Well, this is exactly what happened in this raid, exactly what happened in this break-in of the president's home, a beautiful Mar-a-Lago, Palm Beach, Florida, and the DOJ, as they try to leak things here and there, right? First, they try to leak nuclear. Well, we now know from the classifications, again, in the limited, in the limited affidavit that the nuclear queue is nowhere in there. Then they try to leak, oh, there's these super you know, important documents and they're super classified. Mm, not there either. Now they're trying to move the goalposts and say, well, that's actually classifications don't even matter. It's any defense-related document. All of that, Steve, has no application here whatsoever because... The Presidential Records Act is the statute that applies to dot, 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 the president. And the president, President Trump, has been in full compliance with that act and actually has gone above and beyond to interact and, and be cordial yeah. to NARA and then the DOJ even, and telling them on June 3rd, hey, let us know what else you need. And by the way, if you look at that redacted affidavit, you won't see any mention of June 3rd, at least in the unredacted parts that we, yeah. the merely public, are allowed to see. Yeah. Why? Because that is bad for the yeah. DOJ. Boris, hang on for a second. Uh, we're, we dropped uh, Mike Davis. We're going to try to get back him back up. Short commercial break. The firestorm around Mar-a-Lago next in the war room. Because we're taking down the CCP. Spread the word all through Hong Kong. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. 
and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. I want to I want to show this. this I got Mike Davis and I got Boris Epstein. Of all the ridiculous things they've gone after President Trump for, and they and they've gone after him with just absurd things. The Zelensky phone call. There's so many stupid things. The nullification project. But here, the New York Times, U.S. feared Trump files put spies at risk, put spies at risk. You got to remember, this is a CIA that lost 22 or 25 agents, our top agents in mainland China, the Chinese Communist Party, lost all of them, right, because of moles or whatever inside the CIA, right, lost lost the entire ability, human, which is a known story. But here... I just want to quote this, and Yella highlighted by the New York Times. I want to thank the New York Times, our beloved paper of record. Um, 140 unique documents bearing classification markings, including 67 of 184, 67 marked confidential. 92 documents marked as secret, and 25 is top secret. This copy of the New York Times is confidential. The overclassification is a joke. Navarre and I, you to, to, to these pompous asses, and that's what they are. They would sit there with all this stuff. It was meaningless. And we'd sit there and go, tell me, why is this classified? And they, their heads blow up. Because this is how the administrative state separates themselves. This is how the priest caste separates itself from the populace, from the, from the citizens. Because they have the, uh, the secret information. They have the information that the regular citizen is not, you're not qualified to see. Right, you're telling me what a 18467 were marked. Wait for it, confidential, confidential clearance. The Daily Paper is confidential, and in fact, most of the stuff you see anything is marked confidential. If you see anything at all, it's something like came out of a news article, right? From Aviation Week and Space Technology. Twenty. It's, it's, this this is an offensive joke. Of everything they've tried to do in the past, and you know, from the perfect phone call, all this nonsense, and it's all been nonsense. This, to me, is the most ludicrous, and they've lied consistently at every step of the way, including like Boris has said, the nuclear, all of it. Mike Davis, you've heard the drumbeat over the weekend. He's going to be indicted, you know, and he he had these serious Weissman and these people come on these very serious look, knitted brow, just like Merrick Garland had the knitted brow. You know, he was like Jesus at Gethsemane, right? He was he would knitted brow and, and just so so thoughtful for three weeks. Right, he's like Hamlet for three weeks had to think this through before he did it. The urgency. What what when you look at this from a lawyer's perspective, and and you and you you see what they're talking about. How on a scale from one to ten, ten being a complete joke. How ludicrous is this, sir? A ten, and I'll tell you why. If these records were so dangerous in President Trump's hands in Mar-a-Lago. Why did they wait 18 months to go get them? Why did Merrick Garland 
leak out that he deliberated for weeks before he decided whether to do the home raid to go get these documents. Why did they wait three days after they got the home raid from their biased judge, Ju Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhardt? Why did they wait three days after that uh, that warrant was issued before they executed? This is bogus, what they're arguing. They, they argued that Trump had nuclear documents. Then, whoops, there aren't Q-level classifications on the raid inventory, and there weren't Q-level classifications on the uh, on the affidavits. Uh, so what do we have here? We have paper records at Mar-a-Lago with a former president. The Presidential Rep Records Act contemplates that former presidents have classified records. That's why he gets a security clearance. That's why his staff gets security clearances. That's why he has secure facilities or skips. That's why he has Secret Service protection to guard these papers with listening devices and cameras. There's no allegation or evidence whatsoever that these records got into the wrong hands, unlike Hillary Clinton's illegal home server that was hacked by foreign governments. When she was the Secretary of State, she, she violated the Espionage Act by having that home server. She obstructed justice by destroying the home server and the devices. She violated, uh, she destroyed government property when she did that. There was no home raid. They didn't even question her. This is a political witch hunt against President Trump because he has declassified personal copies of the Crossfire Hurricane Russian collusion documents, and that scares the hell out of Biden, Obama, Hillary, Susan Rice, Clapper, the FBI, the Intel Boris, um, pick apart. Is there anything in Mike Davis's argument is not is not actually ironclad, forged steel logic about this situation, oh. sir? Absolutely not. Mike's got it right. Mike's been doing, Mike's been doing a great job uh, taking war room on, over to Fox News and everywhere else. You know, Mike and I have been in close touch on, on and he's you know he's been sharing some vital points, vital perspectives. He's ab he's absolutely on target here. And if you look at the history of this issue, the DOJ's you know if, if say we assume for a second that the, that this wasn't just a completely naked political hit job of a break in, which it absolutely is. Okay, but say we're living in this alternate universe where where oh well this is a real case they're thinking of bringing. This would be the most novel sort of esoteric case that they could think of bringing, and they're trying to do that against the most powerful political figure in America and the world. So just how corrupt this is cannot be overstated, and also how weak the DOJ's position is cannot be overstated. I think you're going to see that bear out. In, in the DOJ's filings tomorrow, there's a reason that they thought they they felt the need to preview it today. So I think you'll see it bear out tomorrow, and you'll see it in in the president and his counsel's response on Wednesday, and then in the hearing on Thursday. Okay, so I, I'm I'm getting to the point. You you ran surrogates for me or for the team in '16. Uh, you've been a I know a, a couple of guys that knows. No, knows how to manage surrogates. You were obviously a senior consultant on advisor on, on the 2020. Here's what I don't get. Uh, Mike Davis, and we've had him on the show a lot about many different issues, the tech oligarchs, the Supreme Court. You know, he's, he's, a, he's a regular here in the audience loves him. He goes over on Fox, and it's a great show. Those are two great hosts. And Mike gives the war room, his analysis he's been giving the war room since the afternoon of May 8th, I think it was, the day of the raid. And it's August. bracingly... It's it's bracingly refreshing on Fox because you haven't seen that. Here's what I don't get. 
Given that Mike laid out the case, you agree with it, and it's forged in steel. This is pretty straightforward. And Fenton came on the other day and said the exact same thing. So we've got three guys who really know what they're talking about. Why is it that there doesn't seem to be a just a, a vast mass of surrogates out there, particularly elected officials in the Republican Party? Why is it crickets? And to the fact that I'm not saying it's accurate, but you you can see how the New York Times and the Axiosis can say, well, you know, there's a lot of people now very concerned about this when they're talking about stuff that's nonsense. And when they make these articles, it's nonsense. Where, where do you are we anticipating a bigger groundswell of, of surrogate support here, sir, particularly among senior elected officials. Well, here's what I'll tell you. I'll take one Mike Davis over 15, you know, sort of middle of the road, trying to have it both ways, elected officials. Here's another thing I'll tell you. I, you know, have to point to the fact that the president posted, this on, posted the video on Truth yesterday. You did have Lindsey Graham, of all people, go on Fox and say that there, there could be riots in the streets if the DOJ continues to press with us. You actually, you know, you've had some, you know. But I, okay, but here's, okay, ho, ho, ho. But, but I don't think we need to, but that's my point. That's, that's, you just got to my point. I don't think we even need to mention that. And you know why? The case is so ludicrous. Maybe Lindsey Graham wants to, to come dismiss on, it. on We're dis We are dismiss it. We are to dismiss it as something that's not even relevant to an indictment this whole thing of indictment they're trying to gaslight right. us right now and all the weekend and the indictment. Not even the word there's I nothing use. here there's nothing right. here this is the weaker argument than even the first impeachment this is the weakest they've of all the weakness they've had and it's all been blown up and all been turned to absolute a joke on all of it this is and they're just searching and searching and mike's right we're now today's i think 69 in a wake up right to an election this is direct uh, election interference, understanding that Biden essentially is getting turfed well, out. His presidency ends on November 8th. Days to go, right? They did it with 91 days to go on August 8th for an election on November 8th. And there's there's or, there's been accepted practice, you know, that, that 90 days before an election is supposed to have some, you know, sacrosanct nature to it. Obviously, the DOJ doesn't care about anything, anything like that. In terms of the elected officials, you know what they're doing. I mean, we could call it out, right? Oh, well, maybe we're, maybe there's going to be something, and maybe it doesn't, you know, it doesn't benefit us long term. They're, they're playing their, their usual games. Here's the flip side of it, though. I will tell you that I'm very proud of the fact that for the last three weeks now, to the day, right? Today being 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 the three week anniversary of the raid and the breaking of Mar-a-Lago, we have undoubtedly won. The, the the PR war, the media war, the American people undoubtedly see that this break in this raid on Mar-a-Lago was unjustified, unwarranted and un-American. And I think that having strong legal voices out there like yes. Mike Davis, Tom Fitton and others has been vital to that because, you know, they're breaking it down from a very specific pointed perspective rather than, you know, rather than as an elected official doing so politically now. Do I think that every elected Republican should be out there denouncing this? No doubt about it. Have we had some strength of folks like Jim Jordan and, and, and a few others? Yes. Has there been enough? Absolutely not. Can you hang on one second? We're going to lose Mike. Mike, can you give, because uh, I want people to stay up with you 24-7. What is your social media and how they get to Article 3, sir? Thank you. It's article3project.org, article3project.org, at article3project, at article3project on Getter, Twitter, Truth and my personal is MRDDMIA, MRDDMIA. Mike Davis, thank you very much. Uh, appreciate you coming on. I know you got a busy schedule. Um, Boris, I, I, I know you're busy too, but just I want you to hold through the break. 
You got, I got another question on the other side. Yeah. We're also going to get going Michael Yan in here. Just hanging out. Bunch, just, you know. Exactly. A bunch of stuff happening in Iraq today. We're going to get Michael Yan for an update. And then I uh, got a, a brilliant investigative report from the Christian Post. We're going to do all this after a short commercial break. Because we're taking down the CCP. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, I want to bring in Boris and I understand you're pressed for time. Uh, but, you know, they're doing the PSYOP now that they always do uh, around, you know, around 80 or 90 days, 70 days ago, which is to put out all these polls that the Republicans are losing momentum. President Trump's losing momentum. Uh, we're not going to take the House. We're not going to take the Senate. When you actually look at the analysis that's attached to these polls, right, uh, you look at the undercard, you see that that's not true. Uh, what can you tell people about where your sense is, where things are heading towards uh, November 8th and the momentum around MAGA and President Trump? My sense, Steve, is that MAGA is more on fire than ever before. And if, I mean, if you look at the turnout at the, you know, at, at all of the primaries we've had, look at the turnout uh, at the president's rallies. You're going to see that again uh, on, on Saturday, on September 3rd. There's never been political fire, political enthusiasm like we've had now, especially specifically after the unconstitutional raid and break of the president's home at Mar-a-Lago. So, you know, these the, the, the suppression polls, oh, yeah, Republicans, they don't really care anymore. They're just. Now, wrong. Republicans are more energized than ever. MAGA is more energized than ever. Biden, in the year anniversary of the debacle, disgusting, despicable debacle in Afghanistan, is the least popular president in American history. So, and any suggestion otherwise is a straight, bold-faced line. If you look at the cross tabs, they will tell you that Hispanic Americans, African Americans, Asian Americans, Jewish Americans, young people, older people, men, women are all coming over in droves to MAGA. And that's the truth. That's the reality. And any poll that says, oh, yeah, you know, now Republicans are, you know, are, are complacent or whatever that may be is just meant to do that, to cause complacency. But the beauty of now versus 20 years ago is that MAGA has war. MAGA has President Trump's truth account. MAGA has access to information that is truthful. And MAGA, the, the, the MAGA voter, as they always have been, the MAGA voters are smart. We're not going to be fooled by this mainstream media nonsense. We know that the time is ours, and we're going to take our 100 seats, we're going to be in charge for 100 years, and then march on to a major win in 2024, and for President Trump to walk into the Oval Office, as we hope and expect, on Jan 20, 2025. Yeah, we're going to break down, we're going to use some crosstabs tomorrow to show you how this poll is. Uh, these are suppression polls and psyops. Don't worry about it. The momentum, I got to tell you, I've never seen people more on fire about no, this. All over the country. Yes. In New York, in no. California, in Arizona, and in, in, everywhere, all over the country. And I think you're getting a lot of independence, too. Boris, uh, now more than ever, people need to follow you on social media. How do they get there? No doubt about it. BorisCP.com is the website. Set up right now on BorisCP.com. Hot on the website. Hot on Getter at BorisCP. On Twitter at BorisCP. Hot on True Social at Boris. The hottest on the grab, Boris underscore Epstein. Stay strong, God bless, and I will see you tomorrow.
You know, later at the six o'clock show in, in Battleground, we're actually going to go to Michigan, talk to Christine Caramo. If you saw uh, Gateway Punted, they, they had a speech she did over the weekend on fire, on absolute uh, fire. They call it, I think, the Avenging Angel. Uh, we're going to have Christine Caramo run for Secretary of State. Also, we're going to go to Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, talk to Tony Shoup and Sam Fattis, had a huge Patriot rally there. They're going to do these rallies every couple of days of these Patriot groups come together about voter integrity, get out the vote, but also voter integrity. So the two battlegrounds of, of Pennsylvania and uh, and Michigan on fire. Also, Dave Bratt is going to join us and talk about, there's been some uh, articles recently about this whole thing, concept of Christian nationalism, and they're saying that, you know, uh, the, the, the David French and others are coming out and saying the, the MAGA, you know, evangelicals, the MAGA traditional Catholics are, are too hardcore. They're too hard edge. Uh, they got to start using kindness and got to start using more humility. Uh, we're going to have Brandon Showwater on join us in a moment from the Christian Post and a major investigative piece he's got. Do we have Brandon uh, Showalter? Yeah. Let's go ahead and get the uh, let's talk to you. Let's talk about your amazing investigative piece in the Christian Post. Very disturbing. I, I want you to walk through what your theory of the case is, how you came up. This is about surgeries being done in young people uh, in the situation of gender affirming surgery. Uh, you've actually done an investigation. People have denied it's actually happening. You say the opposite. You've done a deep dive investigation. Walk us through what you found. Well, yes, Steve. And this all was inspired because I was just so infuriated watching the legacy press, the mass media run interference for the gender industry, particularly these children's hospitals that have been exposed recently. Libs of TikTok, uh, I believe it was last Thursday or Friday, released the audio footage of staffers at National Children's Hospital saying on tape that they had done what they called gender affirming hysterectomies on 16 year olds. And so then you see NPR and the Washington Post, this corporate media apparatus, basically the communications wing of the gender industry again, uh, denying that this is just right wing information and they take the angle that, oh, these are now, you know, these horrible people who are making threats against hospital staff, that kind of thing. And that this isn't happening. They're just flat out denying that these surgeries, these br brutal, sterilizing and disfiguring surgeries are not happening to youth under the age of 18. And I've been in this for a while, Steve. And so I just knew that the literature says otherwise. And so taking a page from lips of TikTok, who just holds the mirror up and exposes their horrible antics for what they are, I figured, well, I'm just going to make a coherent list here of all of the, the journals, the peer reviewed medical journals JAMA Pediatrics, the Journal of Sexual Medicine, the Journal of Clinical Medicine, uh, The Lancet had a, an article a few years ago about this, uh, Obstetrics and Gynecology, where the gender clinicians themselves say that they have done these brutal disfiguring surgeries on people under the age of 18. So I'm just re-quoting what they've already said and put them all together and I just figured, okay, legacy media, you may be able to gaslight people, but you're not going to gaslight me. And I'm going to put you on notice that when this mass psychosis spell breaks off of our society about what we're doing to children, I'm not going to let you off the hook. You're not going to be able to feign ignorance. I tried to tell you, and here's the receipts. Brandon, let me ask you a question. Is these surgeries, can they be reversed once children 15 or 16 years old or 12 years old, however old they are, if they make these decisions and they had these surgeries. Are these surgeries reversible, sir? Absolutely not. Once you cut a body part off, you're done. And neither are these drugs reversible. 
that's the famous line that they toss out about puberty blockers. They say, oh, they're completely reversal, reversible. No, they are not. If you freeze your endocrine system, and especially if you then follow on with synthetic opposite sex hormones, you're going to be rendered completely sterile, very likely. You'll be sterilized. You can't reverse that. And it's, it's a line, the NHS in England, not so long ago, updated its website where it used to say that these blockers were reversible. And then they changed it and they said there's the long-term effects remain unknown. None of this is reversible. None of it. I want to go back to the railhead of the story because we had um, Joe Allen on. Uh, you know, he's our editor for All Things Transhuman. He's been on a special project, but we kind of pulled him off because of this situation with the Boston Children's Hospital. And also then you had MIT Review and, and you had the situation at Yale. I just want to go back. This came up uh, on Boston Children's Hospital. They denied it. And then they came out and said, oh, my gosh, all these terrible MAGA people, all these terrible Trump followers, all these terrible Christians are calling right. up and threatening us. That is what really drove you. And the mainstream media got in back of this. Is that people were lying. They never really said this. Uh, and that they were being, for the first time in their history, they were being attacked and they, they feared for their lives and everything like that. that that's essentially, in the mainstream media, form, form like a phalanx around this. This right? Yes. Drallon. You said, okay, I hear you. I, I see what's been said, but you deny it. I'm going to go back and get the preview. I'm going to go back and look at the literature, what has been yes. printed already mm -hmm. and not denied. And by connecting dots, and that's why if we can get his story up on the screen, your story is pretty definitive. Not only do you quote the articles, you provide the links. I mean, what I love about it, when I, when I first saw it and reached out to you, you, you deliver the receipts. This is categorical. Is it not how you went through this, sir? Absolutely. And with respect to Boston Children's Hospital, from 2017 to 2020, they performed 65 mastectomies, breast amputations on minor girls. And for that, you can go to page three on the Journal of Clinical Medicine's article, and it's linked there in the article. It's a data table. It says it right there in black letters. It's plain as day. So they can deny it, but We've got the goods. It's they are absolutely doing these surgeries on minors, no matter what they say, or they'll speak out of both sides of their mouth, or maybe they'll minimize. Well, this was just this one very distressed child that we just had to do it. No, force them to tell the truth because you've got the document. It's right there. Has uh, since the the piece has posted, have you gotten uh, have you gotten any blowback? Well, we're I'm getting a lot of gratitude from people, and Steve, you should know, I hear from a lot of people on the left who are adamantly opposed to this nonsense. I mean, lesbians, radical feminists, Democrat, lifelong Democrats who say that they'll never vote Democrat again because they watch their daughters go get Planned Parenthood testosterone and then their voice becomes froggy and they wind up progressively sterilized. This is just tearing apart families right and left. And look, I'll talk to anybody. But uh, as far as blowback, I haven't received so much yet. But a lot of the people, because it's the Christian Post, sadly, it has no sway amongst our elite. They just think we're a bunch of crazy people. But the truth is the truth, well, no matter who says it, and I have the receipts. No, because because you have the receipts. What the re This thing is so uh, so uh, professionally done. Hang on for one second. I think we've worked out the technical problem we have with Michael Young. Michael's over in, uh, overseas right now. He's in Europe. Uh, also, we have Brandon Showalter, a quite frankly, a blockbuster investigative piece in the Christian Post. Uh, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back in a moment. Has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, 
and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, the platform we've got, uh, Getter, we're on it 24-7. Michael Yon's on it 24-7. Um, Steve Cortez, Ben Harnwell, Navarro, Boris, everybody. The whole posse's up there putting up stuff. It's all free. If you want to get a deeper understanding of the show and everything, all the dots we're trying to connect geopolitically, economically, capital markets, cultural issues, all of it. Just go to Getter right now. Sign up. And I appreciate if you follow me. You'll, I, it will make it worth your while. That will guarantee. I want to bring in Brandon Showalter, lead investigative reporter for the Christian Post. Amazing article up. Uh, Brandon, and we're going to work with you afterwards. We'd love to have you back on the morning show because there's so much more I want to go through this article. It's so well done. But you used a phrase, Brandon, um, called mass psychosis. Can you explain yeah. that? We only got a couple of minutes. And I want to put it in the context of, isn't this just the Christian Post? You're just haters. And these people are already traumatized enough. And uh, and you've just singled out uh, these uh, people that are confused about their gender for, for more hate, sir? Absolutely not. And I've known people, I know people who have struggled with that issue. They're gender confused, gender dysphoria, they have body dysphoria. My heart goes out to them. We owe those people, whether they're male or female, compassion. When I said mass psychosis, when I refer to mass psychosis, that's what, what I mean by that is I say gender ideology has a stranglehold on our institutions. And so there are people who live in these bubbles where it's just, it, this is all that they have been inculcated with. And it's, it is like we can't speak the truth normally. The word Orwellian is overused in our society, but I think it perfectly fits with this trans dogma that we're now swimming in. And I call that mass psychosis. We need to snap out of it. And I think that as more and more detransitioners are starting to tell their stories, and as they get their stories out, and hopefully this is happening around the world, but hopefully it'll start here now, legal action lawsuits against these clinics that have disfigured and harmed these people irreparably we're going to see the spell start to break because the harm will be unignorable brandon what is your social media until we get you back on here where do, how do people follow you and how they follow the christian post you can follow my byline at the christian post and my social media is uh at, on twitter at brandon m show uh sir thank you very much uh for coming on war appreciate it Thank you, Steve. Blockbuster story. Okay, I want to go back. We get the technicality of with Michael Yan worked out. Michael is one of the people that knows uh, the region where this is happening better than just about anyone. Michael, uh, get us. A, let's play some of the footage again. I think we got some updates for us. You can go ahead and play it, and then I'll bring in Michael for a second. It's, 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 the footage is horrific. Keep, keep, keep the footage on. Keep the footage on. Just open my mic. Perfect. This, I think, the presidential palace. This reminds me of 2004. It reminds me of what's happening in Sri Lanka. I want to bring in Michael Yan. Michael, is Baghdad descending into chaos, and is this driven by economics, or is this just continuation of the religious strife that we got caught in the middle of? I think it's a continuation, Steve. I mean, this is the Baghdad that you're seeing there. It's the Baghdad many of us... I and many watch this experience many, many times. Uh, I see it's almost one o'clock in the morning there, and there's almost no moon. It's only about five percent illumination. Normally on this time, this late at night with really dark moon, they'll start to go home. But I'm getting reports 
uh, semi-live reports coming in from Baghdad now. They're getting more and more mortars fired into the green zone. I'm looking at the screen as things come in here. And, uh, in fact, the Dutch uh, embassy has evacuated to the German embassy. Uh, the green zone, for those who don't know what the green zone is, green means safe. The, the, the safe zone where the embassies are, uh, it's been breached. Uh, walls have been blown up. Uh, some of them appear to have been shot down with large weapons. Others may have been blown up with explosives. But bottom line is, the Mahdi army, which is the army that works Mortada al-Sadr, I'll explain who he is in a moment, but they have breached into the green zone. They're actually attacking, also appear to be attacking uh, Iranian uh, Shia militia. Uh, and uh, so there's a lot of internecine uh, things going on here. But Mortada al-Sadr, for those who don't know, basically his father is big, was a big Shia leader uh, for, for many years. He was a huge cult leader, you might say, and a very big spiritual leader. He was assassinated in the late 90s. And then his son took over. Uh, many people say his son is not the smartest guy in the world. That's Mokada al-Sadr. Uh, he has a large militia, at least hundreds of thousands of people. He gave us many hard times in Iraq. Uh, we could have killed him many, many times. Uh, I mean, uh, many times we knew exactly where he was. I mean, I was on missions at times where we knew where exactly where he was, what vehicle he was in, tracking him with aircraft and going right by us. Nobody did a thing. So you'll see reports that, you know, the United States was, you know, looking for him dead or alive for years. We knew where he was. Let him come and go to Iran back and forth. And so anyway, he, Mokad al-Sadr, eventually left uh, from being just a cult leader to joining the actual government. He just resigned from the government. And now his militias are going wild. Keep in mind, this is not going to be all Shia uh, against Sunni. Shia fight each other just as much. So... Uh, and so there's, there's a lot of factions within the Shia community, and they're fighting each other now. It's clear that the fighting is picking up. I'm getting reports again, like, for instance, I see 50 cows firing into the green zone now. And uh, so I think uh, the way things are looking right now, I think this is more than a spasm. That's my guess. As you know, let's talk about China for a minute. China is deeply involved in Iraq. Since we left, they get approximately 40% of their crude. China gets approximately 40% of their crude from Iraq. So there's more going on here than just uh, Shia Sunni and, and, and uh, government uh, dramas. There's the, the normal players are at the table. And the Iraqis, they love a good gunfight. I've been in many, many people watching. Your show has a lot of veterans. And uh, as yep. many people watching this, I've been in a lot of gunfights there. And they know how this goes. <laughs> Iraqis, Michael, Michael, we we got we got to bounce for the six o'clock show. We're going to Michigan, Pennsylvania, real quickly. How do people follow you tonight? Before we head back on tomorrow on uh, social media to follow this. Yes, sir. I'm on Getter at Michael Yon seventeen seventy six, and I'm also that's my Getter page, and I'm also on Locals.com, Locals.com, where I publish every single day. Thank you, Steve. I know it sounds I know it sounds haunting, but for the audience. There's chaos in the green zone in Baghdad. I mean, that it takes us back, what, 18 years ago. Some things never change. Okay, we're going to take a short break. Michael, thank you very much. Honored to have you on here. Look forward to having you back. Six o'clock, we're going to go to the six o'clock show. We're going to Michigan. We're going to go to Pennsylvania. We're going to talk about what's happening in those battleground states on election integrity with people at the tip of the spear fighting for the Secretary of State and also fighting to make sure that mail-in ballots are ended in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, all next in the world. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants. 
to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us.